0: Egypt, the 1990s. Beneath the Giza Plateau, a child dangled by one leg with a camera in hand. Below him stretched a black, empty void, brimming with the stench of centuries. A tunnel created thousands of years ago by a civilization lost to time. There in the darkness, the boy feared time. He feared mummies, the dead, and for a moment, being trapped inside. But years later, that young man would return to this place, a shuttered archaeological site that never really left his mind. And you won't believe what he found inside. Welcome back to the Get Lost Podcast, everybody. I'm your host, Joe Sills, a travel writer with Travel Channel, Lonely Planet, Nat Geo, and a couple of other places. Today's guest is an Egyptologist. He is an Emmy Award-winning filmmaker. He's also the host of Mummies Unwrapped on Discovery Channel and Mummies Never Die on Travel Channel. Rami Romani, welcome to the show. Hi,
1: Joe. Thank you
0: so much for having me. Dude, thanks for coming on. I know it's a crazy time right now out in the world. It is a crazy time, which
1: means i got nothing else to do but to be on podcasts like yours, Joe. <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: <it's,
0: laughs> that's so true. Um, I feel like everybody who travels around the world for a living is sort of like really lost and confused right now.
1: It is. I've explored every part of my house.
0: <laughs> did you find any uh unknown secrets uh, i found a lot of things i
1: did not want to find
0: for some reason i'm imagining you right now in like a home office surrounded by emmy awards just like golden, glimmering in the sun
1: <laughs> it sounds it sounds so snobby um uh, i just have seven so there's not uh they, there's not enough for uh, reflections
0: yeah oh, okay
1: they yeah
0: do you have to get in the double digits before you can make a shrine, or what?
1: A, sh- a shrine? I can I can make a shrine.
0: I'm Egyptian, Joe. <laughs> I'm
1: all about shrines. I don't need Emmys.
0: <laughs> so, uh, one thing I think it's great is that uh, you are Egyptian. You grew up in Egypt, and your dad was a filmmaker as well. Is that right?
1: That is true. I uh, was born, and I grew up in Egypt, and I was lucky enough to have a father who, uh, whose job was producing documentaries for National Geographic and Discovery Channel. And in Egypt, um, what your father does is what you're gonna do, whether you like it or not. <laughs> so I'm happy my father was not a tire salesman or anything else. Yeah, he was a documentary filmmaker. I got fed that with a with a golden spoon. It's the best job in the world. Um, And I did that growing up. I was I was a kid six years old seven years old always with my dad um, In the field on the set and the field the set in Egypt for ancient Egyptian documentaries was always a new discovery Under some pyramid or inside some tomb a new mummy being unwrapped and that was my childhood
0: so break it down for people who who aren't as familiar with these these sets Uh, When you go out to film uh, with your dad back in the day, you'd go out to film a new discovery. Is this legit? Like, there really are, like, constantly finding things to this day?
1: Joe, Egypt, ancient Egypt. Everything you know about ancient Egypt, everything we've seen, everything we've discovered, is not even one-third of what's down there. The sand still covers more than two-thirds of ancient Egypt. And we find things every day. Sometimes it's sad because there's a discovery that is found where it, if it's found anywhere else in the world, it would be the biggest discovery ever. But because Egypt is so saturated with the most amazing discoveries, it just goes unnoticed.
0: That's, so and what every, happens to
1: them? They, they're all in museums or a lot of times we have to cover them back up because... It's it's such a conundrum for archaeologists. We want to explore, we want to find, we want to solve mysteries, but we know for a fact that if we uncover an ancient Egyptian ruin, we are also hurting it. We are also depleting the lifetime it will have on this earth. Um, so a lot of times we cover it back up.
0: So you just catalog its location and kind of mark it for, well, when somebody has time to take care of this properly. Correct. Wow. So now with with the advent of new technology like ground penetrating radar and that type of stuff, is that helping you look underneath the sand more effectively than ever?
1: Absolutely. New technology is helping so much in archaeology because we can not just find things that we never thought we would find. We also don't have to disturb it as much. We know about things that we haven't uncovered yet because we don't need to disturb it. We know with ground penetrating uh, radar that there are tombs in, in specific spots. We know with new satellite imaging technology that there are pyramids covered under the ground. Oh my gosh. Um, with, with LiDAR technology, we find that all these new pieces of technology is helping us so much not destroy archaeology, but still solving the mysteries. And that's the actual um, hope that that enough technology will come through day by day. Technology is advancing so quickly day by day that we can completely discover things under the sand without dis- disrupting it at all, without disturbing it at all, and be able to solve all these mysteries and answer all the questions we've always had without destroying a grain of it.
0: So is that technology also expanding the range of our knowledge of the ancient Egyptian empire, such as I, I think a lot of Americans that, that aren't educated on it, like myself, I mean, I'm interested, but I don't know a, a whole, whole lot. Um, I would think of ancient Egypt as sort of the civilization that was just, you know, it's all along the Nile River, right? Like, because it's in the desert and that's where water is. Um, is that an accurate statement?
1: Well, yes, absolutely. The Nile is one of the biggest reasons why ancient Egypt existed, the Nile was perfect. It is it is the one of the very few rivers in the world that runs from south to north, which was the the perfect way of of trade and transportation. The Nile, uh, the current runs from south to north, and the wind goes from north to south, where the ocean is. The north is where the ocean is. So it became the vein. It became the the, the beating heart of Egypt was the Nile. That's that's how they transported goods up and down. That's how they transported. Pyramid blocks sometimes up and down the Nile. So the Nile is the main reason. And that's why ancient Egypt existed mainly along the Nile. During a flood season, they would, they would have all their land flooded and ready for, for, for agriculture. And then harvesting season comes. So food was because of the Nile. Transportation was because of the Nile. Ancient Egypt existed where it was because of the Nile. But there's another, there's another thing that very few people realize is that ancient, the ancient Egyptian civilization is the longest civilization ancient civilization that uh, lasted at that time. Um, if you think about it, from the time of the first ancient Egyptian king to the time of the last ancient Egyptian king, that's more time than from the last ancient Egyptian king to today. Oh, so wow. when we think back of ancient Egypt as so ancient, they themselves thought ancient Egypt, the first, the first kings, were even more ancient than they are for us now. It is such a long civilization, lasted for thousands and thousands of years, and it is not fair to say ancient Egyptians did this, ancient Egyptians did that, because think about what people did here in this world we're in, just a hundred, two hundred years ago, yeah. there were no cars. There were world, world wars. Everything changed so quickly. America didn't even exist three hundred years ago, and it was, it is now the the greatest country in the world. It didn't even exist three hundred years ago. Nothing, thousands and thousands of years.
0: It's hard to comprehend. And when you when you put that on the scale of let's talk about uh, like the Mayan civilization or the Inca, those are are great, great civilizations that I think people often compare to the Egyptians. But their heyday was much, much shorter, like 1,000, 1,500, 2,000 years. Correct. Not even comparable.
1: Also, Also, thousands of years after ancient Egypt was already there.
0: Yeah, right. And they're just then replicating sort of, in a a way, um, what some of the technologies that the Egyptians had, specifically architecture, like pyramids and things like that.
1: Yeah, specifically those pyramids, correct.
0: (laughs) Um, Well, anyway, so I want to talk to you more about Egypt, because you've got something that's really, really cool and helpful for people right now. Um, Everyone's sort of in their house. We're we're mostly quarantined due to this global pandemic. Yes. Uh, <laughs> well, it, weird timing for you. you. You suddenly come out with uh, a program. It's it's a t- it's a tour of Egypt that you can do on iFit. What? Yes. How
1: does that work? It's, the, well, the timing was was obviously we didn't plan it that way. We didn't plan for a global pandemic to hit right when we're releasing
0: uh, the, the, the series, but you say that was... you said, but some people are blaming this pandemic on like a mummy I, on earth, you know, and what's going I, on here, man.
1: Well, well, I'm hoping people are not blaming the pandemic on me personally because I made that series. It's not my fault and it's not a mummy. Um, but I fit is actually really, really cool okay. about back, back in, back in December, they reached out to me, telling me about this amazing idea. And it's it's so simple. Okay. A camera and a, and a guy following me around in Egypt.
0: Right, all right. So I know or, you like the sound of that already.
1: Yeah, I love that. That's great. I could do that, no problem. While walking and talking about what, where, I'm, where I'm at.
0: So you're a tour guide. For
1: a mile at a time, just taking the world on a tour In Egypt, a mile at a time, and there's no, there's not much editing. It is really just one hour or so of walking, everywhere.
0: So it's like a walking tour that you would do in uh, on vacation or something. Exactly, and uh, in all
1: honesty, I've never personally done that. And to be completely honest, I am not the most fit guy. I, 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 I jump, I jump from, 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 from waterfalls into into tombs and caves, but I'm, I'm not a runner. I, I don't go out to the gym and exercise because it's, my job does it anyway, right? Yeah. So I, I didn't know whether I was even capable of doing that or not. And also, it, I have to say that maybe I got in trouble for it, but it is boring to be on a treadmill and walk for 30 minutes. It feels like hours have gone, yeah. and you've, you haven't gone anywhere. You're still in, your own, in the same spot. It sucks. So it, it, it completely sucks. But when I was in Egypt doing that tour, about a mile at a time, 30 to 40 minutes at a time, walking through these places, I didn't even feel time. Because I was seeing things. I was explaining things. I was exploring while taking everyone with me. And it was a very intimate um, scenario. I was walking through these ancient egyptian sites stories that i was told when i was a kid that 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 really i wanted to share oh that's cool and i, I took people around we we did 13 episodes
0: so you now, walked around 13 miles around
1: <laughs> yeah no i walked much more than 13 miles i have to walk that walk joe at least twice or thrice because i did it in english i did it in egyptian and then we did one run for the drone footage. So you're super um, fit now. I have seven abs. <laughs> the whole pack, seven yeah. of them now, yeah.
0: You lost one along the way.
1: <laughs> well, I can never grow that eighth ab. It's <laughs> it's for exercising, yeah.
0: Yeah. Uh, tell us about some of the places you went to. Like, where's a site that you hadn't been since you were a kid? Well, uh, this was also really
1: cool because I, get, I got to go to not just ancient Egyptian sites, Um, modern Egyptian sites too. And when I say modern for, for Egypt, the last 1000 years of history for Egypt is called modern history of Egypt. So anything 1000 years ago is the modern Egypt is such a, such a long history. So, so when you get
0: like modern Egypt class in a, in Egyptian high school, uh, it's a pretty big book. Yes.
1: We had a, we had a, we had a class called modern history and it was one of the hardest because it's just 1000 years gets gets dumped on you um, and it, and it, and it was very complex dude
0: that's crazy it's crazy um, so so some of these places you hadn't been since you were a little kid i guess um what are what's a memorable one that stands out well uh, of course
1: the great pyramids of giza are my favorite and probably everyone else's favorite and there's no doubt about it it's one of those places that You know, I can't even imagine if you hear about it as a kid all the time and never get to see it. And then the time comes and you see it. But for myself, speaking for myself, I've seen it every day, nearly every day of my life when I was in Egypt, whether filming or going around or walking on the street and and they're right there. And I I have to say, there's not a single time where I don't look at them and I'm not mind blown. It always exceeds my expectations. It, It is so marvelous and and so mysterious that it is just so fascinating like you hear about uh, about about the seven ancient wonders of the world or 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 just wonders of the world or amazing sights around the world and sometimes you go there and you're like oh i expected a little bit more or or you're underwhelmed like yeah. when when i've seen the mona lisa for the first time i was like oh it's
0: tiny <laughs> it's much yeah much smaller than i expected yeah Mount, Mount Rushmore can... <laughs> is like that. You go to Mount Rushmore, yeah, you're like, Rushmore. This is crap.
1: <laughs> yeah, even the Hollywood sign for me was so amazing. I couldn't wait to go see the Hollywood sign. And then I saw it for the first time. I was like, oh, it looks like a store sign. It's, a, it, 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 it's very underwhelming. All these things are underwhelming. But, and I'm biased, of course, but you go to the Great Pyramids of Giza, and I bet you, it, it it far exceeds any expectations or any dreams you've had of it. It is massive. The Great Pyramid is massive. Every block is much bigger than you are, and there's 2.1 million blocks building that pyramid. It is so, so glorious. That's
0: unreal. How old are they?
1: The Great Pyramids of Giza? Yeah. Well, you throw that question so easily out there. How old are they? Yeah. And it's, it's been a point of contention for... For as long as I can remember, some people say 10,000, some people say 100,000, some people say 4,000 years old. Uh, well, the Great Pyramid of Giza, as mainstream archaeology and my studies growing up, are about five, more than 5,000 years old now. And to me, I don't need them to be older than that 5,000 years ago building that structure is quite amazing yeah it's um, plenty and, old and the fact that it actually also survived i mean you have to realize that the great pyramid of giza is one of the seven ancient wonders of the world but also the most ancient one of them all and the only one still standing none of the seven ancient wonders of the world are still standing yeah except for the most ancient one of them all all the great pyramid of giza
0: no colossus of rose no hanging gardens at babylon all that's gone
1: No, Lighthouse of Alexandria, all of it is gone.
0: All of it. Uh, Well, it wouldn't be the Get Lost podcast if we didn't take you guys somewhere unexpected. So today, Rami, I want to talk to you about something we've breached before. Um, I want to talk to you about a time you went beneath the Great Pyramids and the Giza Plateau. Because I think a lot of people don't realize that, yes, there's all of this going on up top. That's been around since ancient times, but there's a whole world below that, right?
1: That is true. Underneath the Giza Plateau, there are so many tunnels. Uh, Tunnels that haven't been explored yet, tunnels that we couldn't get into yet. And some we could, but we don't understand why they exist or what's inside them. Or when were they dug or when they were built or how they were built so many questions
0: endless Uh, But yeah, why do you think it is that a lot of people don't know about these tunnels?
1: Well, if you have the most glorious structure right there in front of your face As soon as you walk into or go around why even think about anything else? the Sphinx and the pyramids are there and you don't have to think what's under the sand.
0: So tell me about the first time you became aware of these tunnels, and then tell me about what it's like to actually go inside of them.
1: I was, um, I was about 9, 10 years old when there was a BBC documentary coming to Egypt, and they wanted to film in the tunnels under the, um, under the Giza Plateau. Um, and um, my dad's job, my father's job was to go scout to the location uh, that hasn't been opened for a long time, uh, that no one had entered for a long time. And um, I went with my father. Uh, we opened the, the gate to try to get in. and the tunnel was so um, uh, unexcavated. It was so everything was buried the hole to get into the tunnel was so small that none of the adults could fit into it oh and they just needed to take a picture uh, so they handed me a camera I think I was 9 10 11 I don't remember they handed me a camera a little camera and I went uh, dangled my tiny body um, they held my leg uh, and I put my head in all the way through and um, and I found ground so I let them let me go and I was under that tunnel um, with a flashlight and a camera and it's such an eerie feeling because well first of all I was uh, 10, 11 year old yeah. and I was, I was scared, scared um, to from anything whether it's mummies coming to attack me or dying in a tunnel under the giza plateau
0: and (laughs) a hundred (laughs) percent there's probably (laughs) mummies down there.
1: (laughs) there there's mummies bats there's everything um and um i took my flashlight and i looked around and it was so eerie and scary and mysterious and there's a smell there was some sort of a smell there that smells i can't explain it it's smelled wet, but old. Old and wet. Sounds terrible and gross, but that's
0: how it smelled. <laughs> like an old boot <laughs> or something? Like. It smelled, yeah, it
1: smelled, but it didn't smell like moldy. It just smelled old and wet. Anyway, I, I went, they took me back up. Didn't spend too much time down there. It took me back up, and the documentary that was supposed to be going to film there decided against it, so no one filmed there. And that place stayed as dark and musky and, and wet and old as it was for the longest time till about five years ago
0: uh-huh.
1: when um, I, re- I just couldn't stop dreaming of that place that I went to as a child and couldn't finish exploring. And you have that, you have that itch that you just want to keep going. And now that I'm going around the world exploring every location, looking for mummies and solving mysteries, I wanted to go back to the place that I was dangled in as a
0: kid. Yeah, you're a grown man um, with seven abs. <laughs> I, I,
1: I could do it with all seven of them. Yeah. Um, so I went back with, um, was it, I, I, History Channel, Discovery Channel. I went back and um, I decided to go down there. Uh, so that place hasn't actually been opened for some 50, 60 years or so. Oh. Um, no one went down there because um, they they deemed it too dangerous for tourists. And, you know, at a point, tourism matters so much that when something is deemed too dangerous for tourists, no one cares about it anymore. and it gets blocked and locked away. Um, Zahi Hawass, uh, my uh, my godfather and the, the godfather of Egyptology, mm-hmm. was the one that went there about some 40, 50 years ago. Don't don't quote me on the dates. Uh, he's a much younger man uh, than uh, he seems. He's gonna like that one when he hears it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Um. So I went back there and we unlocked that gate, and I decided to go down. And um, it was it felt exactly the same. Now we dug, we dug it a little bit more, so my bigger body with my seven apps can fit. Yeah. Um, so I went. We went down there, and um, I took my camera crew with me. Tried to take as least cameras as possible. Mm-hmm. Um, our, our main camera, as soon as we went down, uh, just got just shut down. Couldn't, didn't, didn't work, and I, I don't know. What it is, but the the the, the smell is still that the smell that I smelled as a child is still there. That wet, old, and lack of lack of air type smell. That's a, so the camera.
0: Sh- the smell of somewhere yeah. you're supposed to be.
1: <laughs> so I'm supposed to be, but no one should go to. Um, so I went. I, we went down there. The main camera shut down, so we just used little GoPros and little cameras. Um, and the tunnel under the the Giza plateau named the Osiris tunnel is um is about two football fields under the ground in a straight uh, incline um so and it, it is multi level so we went first uh that da- we went down uh, some riggedy old metal um uh, ladder that was put there by the archaeologists that discovered it long time ago. Oh my God! Metal that completely rot away, um, and it does. It does feel more and more like there is there is musky water in that place because the rust on that metal was just completely eaten away. Yeah, where would you even so, get
0: rust in the middle of the desert? That's crazy. It, it, well, yes, and so there's definitely
1: some type of water down there. Um, we 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 descend. That ladder, we threw. We throw some lights down. The, you know those those little lights that you break and you throw down. Yeah, like glow sticks. Um, glow sticks. That's what they're called. Um, so we throw some glow sticks. We see how deep it goes. It was deep, but we just kept going. We went all the way down to that level, and um and down in that level, there was about six um, stone basalt. Sarcophagi.
0: No. This is on the level that's like two football fields.
1: This is on the level that is about a football field and a half down. Okay. Six um, stone sarcophagi that are massive, um, uh, unmovable. Um, They are built from from one pieces, so they are about seven tons of weight each. Um, What? And, and, and a, lot of, a lot of pottery shards were down there, too. Some with a full-on proper jar of pottery still there. Um, uh, we tried to look inside the sarcophagi, but they were, they were impossible to move, which made me think, how did they bring those down here? It was very hard for me to bring myself down there. Yeah. And we have glow sticks.
0: And is the tunnel uh, wide enough for them to have gotten down there via the same way you did?
1: Not every part of it. Not every part of the tunnel is wide enough. And the weight it's just impossible to lift those things in or out. It, I, I still don't know the answer to that, so don't wait for an answer or a solution. But um, the reason we were trying to go down there in the first place was was King Tut's tomb and the mystery that we found in King Tut's tomb, the burns that we found in, 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 in Howard Carter's notes that the mummy was burned or some, something that felt like the, 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 after burial, King Tut um, combusted and, and there were uh, burns and, and, and mummy shards in there.
0: Yeah, that's right. We did a story on this, um, I guess it was about a year ago together, and I'll, I'll put a link to that in the show notes. But the theory is that, um, well, I guess you can explain it better than I can, but it's basically new evidence about King Tut that hasn't been revealed before.
1: Correct. It was new evidence. Is A lot of the new evidence is really old evidence that no one looked into before. Uh, we went back and looked at the notes that Howard Carter... Cork- When Howard Carter discovered King Tut's tomb, it took him 10 years to fully finish excavating King Tut's tomb. Because he took notes every day about every little thing he saw. And it's very hard for anyone to go through all these notes to to try to revise history. Uh, But we went back and looked at all these notes and something just came at us uh, really loudly that no one mentioned before that when when Howard Carter discovered King Tut's tomb there was a lot of burns inside the sarcophagus around the mummy it was compl- there was a lot of burns it seemed like the 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 mummy was burnt after burial once the mm-hmm. burial happened something was wrong something was not right and there was this whole theory whether it's a conspiracy theory there's a lot of reasons why the priests would want to kill Tut and make sure he doesn't even survive in the afterlife that's why they would they managed to burn him after that, or if it's a theory, there's there's another theory whether it was a new technology that they used um, some because because of the spark of life, uh, whether mummification needed some sort of a um, a spark a, a fire to get the life back uh, in the afterlife for, for, for eternity. Um, so uh, reason why we we went and excavated that osiris is because one of the few places that had sarcophagi in um the cairo area that 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 was after king Tut's tomb was known to be um was known to be that that tunnel in the giza plateau because it was built much after the giza plateau it was built right right towards the 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 end of ancient egypt before the roman era so it was about 3000 2500 years ago where that tunnel was was not when the tunnel was dug was the sarcophagi was put in there so uh, we don't know when the tunnel was dug we don't know because the pottery in there dates back all the way to 6000 years ago but the tu- but the sarcophagi date back to 2500 years ago and it, and it just so we happened went.
0: to be the tunnel that you were dangled into as a kid
1: Yes, yes, exactly. I didn't make that uh, the, the, the scenario on purpose because I wanted to go back. It just happened to be. And the reason we went back is because those sarcophagi were untouched. We know that no one touched them. We know that no one started excavating or pulling them out. Uh, and we know that no tourists go there. So if there's anything still in those sarcophagi, it would still be there. And that's why we
0: went there. So they're 2,500-year-old gigantic sarcophagi. Surrounded by pots that are like 6,000 years old?
1: Uh, correct. That's and pretty in weird. A tunnel, in a tunnel that we don't know when was built. Um, and, and what what purpose even. We we kept going down. We kept going down to the third level, which is really hard to reach. Um, another metal riggedy ladder that drops you down. We threw some glow sticks. And the glow sticks this time don't... Land anywhere. We thought it's an endless tunnel. Oh my god! But the reason the glow sticks didn't really land anywhere, it was is is because the end of that metal raggedy ladder took us down to dark waters.
0: Oh my god! So you're on this rusty ladder. You throw your light down. It doesn't. You don't see it. it you don't see it land. I-
1: it, disappear, it disappears.
0: But you're like, well, it's a ladder, it's gotta go somewhere. Yes. Oh my god. So we went all the
1: way to the end of the ladder, and it reached dark water.
0: You're insane. When you mean dark water, you literally mean dark water. There's water down
1: dark, there. Dark, correct. Dark, still, not moving, nothing moving at all. So what the hell is that? Well, this
0: is like something you'd see in Harry Potter, like when they go to get the Horcrux, you know?
1: Well, I was excited. Well, I was gonna see what's gonna happen. Well, something was gonna happen. Either I was gonna find something, or something was gonna find me, and that will be the end of it. So <laughs> that, mum- hope- that mummy's <laughs> gonna get you all these all these years later. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: All these years later has been waiting for me. Smelled me a long time ago. Uh, smelled a dry, young smell. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, I I descended in that water in my um, in my skinny jeans and um, decided to just keep going and look around inside. <laughs> I don't know why I did that. The, because, the because
0: you live in Hollywood and you watch too much Indiana Jones.
1: <laughs> I guess I guess I was inspired by the old wet smell of Indiana Jones. Um, I I descended in that water and it, I, it reached all the way to about my belly button um, and I found the ground. And the the water had that smell. That smell. So that smell I smelled as a kid when I was nine or ten is just so intense that is the smell that that, that I smell Wow um, I walked around in that water and, uh, and and first of all it's completely still so I can't feel anything it's really cold but the but uh, but I can breathe like I feel like I'm breathe there's no problem there uh, I walked around to look what's happening and to see what it is and it seemed to take an an island or what used to be some sort of an island form with a massive much bigger than the sarcophagi we saw up there a massive sarcophagus in the center of that uh, final chamber final sunken uh, chamber that we're in and and that sarcophagus is is the lid is open all that is under the water just reaching with a flashlight under the water and the sarcophagus is open and, 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 and there were about four pillars, or what used to be pillars, around that sarcophagus. And that sarcophagus is in the center of the chamber and, and the pillars mention um, that this is the place um, for the god of the underworld, god Osiris. This is his tomb. um no no
0: no no this is something is wrong with you dude like this is where normal people turn around but but the, the god of the underworld
1: is a, a, a great guy Um, he's 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 safe
0: Okay. and he's a god so why would he do anything wrong there's nothing wrong with that okay all right I follow that logic so, <laughs> I'm willing to I'm willing to follow the expert on this please Joe, continue
1: if I, th- if I try to think about it in any different way, I will never explore anything. I just have to shut my logic side and go with my heart or else nothing will ever be found. It's just the God of the Underworld. He's a cool dude. Um, <laughs> he, is, he probably listens to some <laughs> cool music, you know? <laughs> yeah, Underworld, Metal, Dark... Anyway, um, that's our coffee guy. I tried to look... Cause I still have my King Tut reasoning why I'm here in my head. I'm trying to look into that, into that sarcophagus to see if I could see anything, but I can't see anything because it's been it's it's drowned in water for this long time. So I couldn't see anything. I couldn't tell if there's anything in there or not. And there was a tiny chamber that I tried to fit my body in, couldn't reach. Tried to insert robots in, it couldn't reach. So I had to give up on that level. But wow. in the middle of it all. I was trying to talk and explain to the rest of the crew members and the cameras and the people what is happening down here, and then the, and a producer yells at me and says, "Stop! Stop!" and I, I, I ask him what's wrong. He says, "He says you're not making any sense anymore. You're mumbling. You're you're not saying words anymore. You're just mumbling." What? And yeah, and and I did start to feel a little bit dizzy, nauseous. I'm breathing, but I can't feel air going in, and I'm mumbling my words. Nothing is coming out in the right way anymore, and we realize that we're so far under the ground that there's no more oxygen down there, and there's four or five of us. And because it's, there's water and it's wet, I can feel like I'm breathing and it feels nice on my lungs. But there's no oxygen,
0: so we're all oxygen deprived and we're about to die. You used all the oxygen um, in that chamber.
1: W- w- correct. We used all the oxygen in that chamber. So we tried to race back up as, as fast as we could um, to try to get air. And we did. We, we none of un, none of us died. Spoiler alert! Obviously, I'm still here. Yeah. Uh, but not, but we went back up. We got the oxygen we needed, and I still wanted to go back down to see to to investigate those sarcophagi. Yeah. Um, the ones the six the six that I could see. I just was racing down to see more, but I needed to look at the six uh, with a little bit with a little bit more time. Got the oxygen I needed, and I went back down. <laughs> oh. I went back down to that room where there's six sarcophagi. So the mid-level. Uh, the mid-level, yes. And um, I'm looking for anything that can can, can can give me any clue about that style of mummification or the spark of life. And I put my head... I, I can't see the sarcophagus, I can't see the lid, so I had to put my head inside the sarcophagus with my shoulders in. And I turned my flashlight on, and here it was. Fully burnt, limb from the inside. Oh my God! The inside of that sarcophagus was fully burnt.
0: So you were right. So,
1: one theory was that was right. That is the style. It wasn't a conspiracy. They did not want to burn King Tut, so he'd never survive again. They wanted to burn King Tut, so he can actually live for eternity. So the spark of life can come back into him. And whether, whether that's, that's, that's true or not, whether he lives for eternity or not, that is not the problem. But the theory is true. They started using the same technique as they used with King Tut's later on to try and bring the spark of
0: life into the deceased. It would appear that th- those sarcophagi are a direct connection to the god of the underworld. I mean they're basically in his tomb
1: correct but uh, but you have to think about it also a god's tomb is not something that we would uh, we've ever found before and it doesn't really make too much sense whether it's symbolic or not because gods don't die why does the god have a tomb so if you try to rephrase the wordings it could also mean that this is the this is where the god of the underworld can 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 transport between this world and the underworld that tunnel might be whether it's symbolically or not might be the tunnel where he accessed his underworld and came back to our world it's
0: like a gateway it's a gateway it's a gateway to hell or heaven and the sarcophagi maybe we're i'm totally shooting off the hip here but maybe they're like servants or sentinels or guards or something to the gateway
1: that makes complete sense
0: or priests or eternal guards yeah. Were there hieroglyphics on any of them you could, you could read but say who they are? None. It was very mysterious. There no hieroglyphics anywhere
1: except for the words that said this is where the god of the underworld survives, lives, travels.
0: Holy shit. So, what happened to that place? I sealed it back up?
1: Yeah, well, we have a big lock at the, at the gate right now. No one is allowed in or out. It's deemed too dangerous. For humans, not just for tourists anymore, they said no stupid person can go down uh, there anymore because there's lack of oxygen aside from the fact that it's been falling apart. But right now, I'm trying to work on um, some sort of a robotic camera that can access that lost shaft that I couldn't get into. Uh, I want to know what's inside there. So
0: maybe you could get permission to go to the mid-level and then launch a, a robot down that shaft was all the way down
1: to the, the final level, uh, with, uh, with the water.
0: Holy crap. That's probably yeah, the is. craziest story that anyone's ever told on this podcast. And well, we've had welcome. some crazy ones. Yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for sharing that. Um, thank you, Joe. You guys can follow Rami on Instagram at Rami Romani. He actually is one of the few people that got his whole name without someone stealing it first. <laughs> <laughs> um, Tell us how we can get involved with iFit because I think I'm going to try that. Sounds cool.
1: I think you should. I think everyone should. I mean, you're exercising at home anyway. You're not going anywhere. Might as well come with me. Yeah. And and go around ancient Egypt. It's. I think there's a uh, three treadmills that have three treadmill brands that have iFit on there. It's um, um, Nordic Track um, and Freeform. And uh, you'll find the third one on my Instagram, I think. but the on the on the treadmill itself the the I fit exists on the little, on the screen in front of the treadmill yep. and the the, the 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 technology allows the treadmill to go up and down as I go up and down as well. so you could feel like you're going up into the great pyramid or descending into the tombs with me um and it's it's really cool
0: how cool is that uh, and if you guys yeah. want to learn more about the king tut mystery there's a whole episode of uh mummies never die right no mummies unwrapped
1: mummies Unwrapped as has a whole episode uh was king tut's episode i think uh something about uh oh, the finale i think yeah, yeah the finale i think the it's a two-part
0: episode. finale it's on discovery channel but uh you guys can watch that on your apple tv or roku or whatever at the discovery app it's really easy
1: correct or you can get it on itunes or amazon
0: prime yep all right well i hope you get back down to the osiris tunnel so you can add another emmy award to your shrine
1: <laughs> absolutely that's all i do it for for the eighth emmy award yes
0: exactly <laughs> those belong in a museum by the way so one day one day yeah <laughs> robbie thanks so much for coming on man i appreciate you joe thank you so much for having me and i hope everyone enjoyed it I'll talk to you later stay safe Take care. Bye. The Get Lost Podcast is a production of Sold Outside Exploration Company. Follow us on Instagram at Get Lost Podcast and visit us online at soldoutblog.com.